it's not enough to do great work and be creative and be amazing at it. You've got to get the word out about what you're doing so you can impact more people and get in front of more people to keep growing your business. That was personal branding expert Amanda Miller Littlejohn. Now, how do some photographers get all kinds of exposure and recognition while other equally qualified and talented photographers don't even get noticed? Well, often it comes down to this thing called personal branding. And Amanda tells you how you can create your own personal brand in this episode. This is episode 73 of the Shutterbug Life podcast. Welcome to Shutterbug Life Podcast. If photography is not just something you do, but who you are, this is a place for you. In this podcast, we talk about everything you need to be, do, or have to reach your true potential. Let's celebrate the creative photographer's lifestyle with your host, my dad, Linford Morton. Hey there, welcome to the Shutterbug Life Podcast. This is your weekly photography lifestyle podcast, and we all learn how to be better. Photographers, I'm your host, Linford Warden. Of course, you can call me Lynn, and this is episode 73. Today, we're going to talk about personal branding. I remember I was sitting with a friend of mine and a friend and colleague, and we were in this crowded coffee shop in downtown D.C. And we're just talking shop. And then she posed this question that I know we all wonder, even though we don't say it in polite company. How does that guy get all kinds of attention and exposure for his photos? And this one doesn't. Huh? I mean, really, how does that happen? Because I don't see that one is any better than the other. Well, often it comes down to this thing called personal branding the way you package yourself. And today's guest knows a thing or two about that. Now, Amanda Miller Littlejohn is a personal branding consultant who believes that everyone has a unique genius. And when she says genius, what she means is your accumulated experience, your way of doing something, that special gift that you have that you want to package to use for service or profit or however you want to use your gift, well, She helps you identify that genius, package it, and build a brand platform so that you can share it with the world. So that you are the one people say, wow, this person is everywhere. How are they getting so much attention? And people are admiring your work. Now, I got to experience Amanda's genius firsthand. We got to, I worked with her on a project Um, that I was considering, and I was really blown away by her insights. She knows this stuff well. She was a former journalist and and then turned PR consultant. She'll tell us about it during the interview. I wanted to talk about personal branding at some point because we're moving down this pathway now where we talk about building your own platform. We talk about, you know, creating, telling your own story, and there are just so many ways um, to think about that, but 
the lens of personal branding, I think, is going to be very important as you think about how you want to be known with your photography, whether it's your business or whether it is your work that you do as as an enthusiast's photographer. So without any further ado, let's talk with Amanda. All right, here we are with Amanda Miller, Miller Littlejohn. I stumbled over that one. Sorry, Amanda. That's okay. Hey, Amanda, how are you doing today? I'm doing awesome, Linford. So happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, I, I am just thrilled to be able to talk with you today because, as I said in the intro, you just have this unique insight and genius that you use to help other people package their own their own genius. And I had the opportunity to work with you. And you know, within 10 or 15 minutes, I thought to myself, this woman has a gift. <laughs> so I was like, wow. So Thank I'm you. really glad to have you uh, to be able to chat with you and, and share it with our, with our listeners here. So, you know, part of what you do is help people understand, and maybe you can just do that as part of your own introduction of who Amanda is and what, what do you do? Well, you know, Linfer, as you know, I started out um, in communications, first was a journalist and pivoted to PR and digital communications. I was as I was doing that work, I really realized that I was most energized by working with individuals who were trying to figure out how to best promote themselves, get the word out about their ideas, their businesses, their products, and really get their themselves to take off. And I I found great joy in helping them figure out what's unique about what they do so that they can position it in a way that the customers who would most likely benefit from them and the customers that they would get the most energy from serving, you know, would resonate with their messages and get excited about what they were doing. And so I pivoted once again from the straight communications to the personal brand coaching and educating and training that I do today through, you know, my one-on-one coaching, my group coaching, personal branding program, and my product, the branding box. Awesome. Awesome. You know, a lot of, of, of photographers, people who might be listening, are thinking to themselves, okay, I, I would love to be able to stand out. I, I take, you know, I think I'm pretty good, but there's such a clutter out there and I'm looking for ways to stand out. And we started talking about over time how you begin to do this. But you don't know what you're what you you don't even know where to begin. And so maybe you could start there by by if someone is looking to at first find their genius before they even begin to package it. What what might you suggest they do? So, you know, that's a great question and it's one I hear often for your listeners who are photographers. I would really do some reflecting, and this is something I, I totally walk people through in the branding box. But, you know, yes, you're a photographer, but what is your take on photography? Photography. Who is your niche audience? I think a lot of people do not realize that they have a niche. They have an audience that naturally gravitates towards them or that they naturally gravitates, gravitate towards. You may get clients that, you know, want 
wedding photos or headshots or product photos or event photos. And you take all of that work. But when you think about the projects that you've taken on, which are the ones that you loved doing that they almost felt effortless that you would have even done them for free, you know, because, um, it was just so easy. It wasn't a lot of extra work. It didn't stress you out. It was easy. Like I'm a big fan of ease and flowing with circumstances that, uh, tap into your genius, typically create a sense of ease rather than a sense of you trying to roll, you know, a boulder up a hill. It's more of a downhill thing. Mm -hmm. So for people like photographers who are service-based creatives and have service-based business, I typically will want to hear about their client history and see where are those common threads from those clients. And then as they talk about the clients or they reflect on those clients, which of those clients, which of those groups, if we break the clients into groups, you know, weddings, headshots, business, casual, indoor, outdoor, which are the ones that you know, resonated the most with you, got you most excited, and you felt like this was the very best use of my time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's, that's good stuff. So it, it's more about just a process of, of self-exploration, if you will. It right. is. It's a process of self-inquiry. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, the great thing about it is once you learn how to do it, you can repeat the process over and over as often as you need to whenever you're feeling like you're in a rut or thing your message isn't getting through or um, you're not fulfilled with the, the clients or the work that you're doing. Because as you as you know, we can build things and promote things and get people to sign up for things. And then you turn around and you realize this isn't what I wanted. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. how do we preempt that, right? Yeah, it's so funny. I just had that conversation with a former client who did a lot of work and built a business and got burnt out pretty quickly because, as <laughs> you said, she turned out that's not really what she wanted. Let's say I start this process of reflection and I think to myself, okay, I like headshots. Mm-hmm. But we, you quickly realize that every third photographer and his cousin is selling headshots. So Mm -hmm. nothing unique about that for me. So what do I do then? Because I still feel like I'm one of a million. So you are, if you're only positioning yourself as a headshot photographer, you are one in a million. But what you have to then do is figure out what are your other differentiators. So, you know, I've worked with a number of photographers, so I can kind of say what I see as different ways photographers are standing out, or if I'm looking at their images, um, the things that would make me want to work with them or think, oh, you'd be great for working with someone else. So as a headshot photographer, I think you should think about your style of photography and then also the clients, the type of clients that, you know, you take the best headshots of. So are you going to be the king of, you know, the casual startup founder headshots? Are you <laughs> going to have that modern tech feel? Are you going to be more of the the natural light, feminine, you know, blogger headshot photographer? Um do you capture moms, you know, mompreneurs or, mm-hmm. you know, have businesses, you know, in their natural environment? Do you do you capture corporate 
you know, people in corporate America who are extremely, you know, it's, there's not a room for a lot of improvisation. It's a straightforward studio session. And mm-hmm. you know, we've got a couple backgrounds. You're wearing a suit. I know that. Or are you capturing creative entrepreneurs who are, you know, more open with their choice of background? Are you capturing political candidates? You see what I'm saying? So this could go any, any direction, but I think the faster that you can define the audience and the niche, the easier it then becomes for the customer to see themselves in your work and to know that you are the photographer for them. I like that. So, you know, often we talk about about def- creating a niche, but you're saying more, more, it's more about defining the audience so yeah. that, you know, who, that whole who, who'd be the ideal person who I'd love to work with. And who who have you had success with? Yeah, you know, you I, may think you may think, oh, I'm a headshot photographer, but then when you look over your when you start pulling your portfolio together and you pull your your best ten photos, you realize that hey, they're actually um, not headshots, but they are uh, lifestyle product shots, or mm-hmm. they are the entrepreneur in their studio with their products, not necessarily a, a straight headshot that they're going to use for a bio or a speaking engagement. So I think. You know, sometimes we have an idea in our heads of of who our customer is, who our audience is, what our niche is. But you your patterns and your history will never lie to you. So Mm. if you take that time to examine the truth. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. So who did you really have success with? Who keeps referring you? Is there a Mm. type of client that that is always referring their friends or their colleagues to you? Is that is there a profile there? Like, is there an age range? Is there an income bracket? Is there an industry that all of those people kind of fall into? And if so, you need to pay attention. And I think, Linford, that's one of the things that we we don't do sometimes is we get these ideas in our head about who we are and who we serve. Mm-hmm. when We're not paying attention to who is coming to us and who's telling us um you know, who's telling us that they love us. And, and, and what do you think about this? So sometimes it's really looking around and seeing what groups are you already a part of? I know people, we, for a while, we used to call that affinity based marketing. If you are a mom, then the mompreneur thing might make sense to you because you're likely hanging out or members of groups with moms in them. Or if you, you know, active in your church, you might find church photography niches. But what what do you think about that? Any value there? Absolutely. I think that you shouldn't be bound by the groups that you're currently a part of. Mm. But I definitely think that those are fertile markets for you to tap, especially if you enjoy working with those people, you enjoy, you know, whatever your role is in that environment you know, why not tap into it? Because you already have some affinity, you have some similarities and things in common. So it's easier to build that bridge. Right, right, right. Okay. Okay. So let's say we, you know, we've done some, some soul seeking and we come up with, well, I like three things, not one. Mm, right because you know this has been a problem most of my life right i don't ever like just one thing i always you know as a creative we tend to like multiple things what does a person in that sort of a situation do 
the person that likes that wants three things instead of one? Well, yeah. I mean, in terms of sort of finding your focus, like in in our mentoring club, you know, they're you know, when we talk about trying to find your niche, the number of members are saying, well. I kind of like three different niches. How do I decide which one to go with? Hmm. Well, Any ideas? I, would to, I would have to see, you know, examine the three niches, you know, together to see. Because oftentimes I think people think that the things that they have in their minds as being separate have some common thread, some similarity, mm. um, or they are, they may fit into a bucket that, that you just have to figure out what is that broader bucket. Oh, right. Okay. So okay. like if you were to say, um, um, beauty, uh-huh. right? beauty as a bucket. And then inside beauty, you know, hair, makeup, skincare. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you're like, well, I like to do hair. I like, I like to focus. I want to blog about makeup, or I want to blog about skincare. Where well, all of those fall under beauty. So I think you know, the more we can think about, well, what do all of our interests fall under, or what do all the people who are interested in our interests mm-hmm. fall under? Um, that that makes it a little bit easier. And then, obviously, if the interests are too far apart and there is no common thread, although most times I find that there is a common thread or at least a way to put an umbrella over those things, then I think you have to go with where you're getting the most traction or seeing the most traction now. You know, it, it, it may be in your head that you want to focus on something exclusively, but if that market is not you know, focus back on you, it may be time to reconsider. Mm, That's good. What do people do first once they have gone through this process and they've figured out, okay, here's where I have traction and, and an interest, you know, as a photographer, what are you, what are you doing first? Mm. So one of the the things that I kind of base my training, coaching, my product around is what yeah. I call the, the five elements of personal brand positioning. Okay. So once you know who you are, and I'll quickly go through them. Number one is a clear, concise message. And, you know, once you know who you are and who you serve and what you do to serve that audience, you just need a clear, concise message that you can use to communicate um, with them and with other people who may be in touch with them. So, you know, you may say, hi, I'm a photographer's coach who helps budding and aspiring and veteran photographers market themselves in the digital age, right? So right. that's your clear, concise message. Once you have your clear, concise message, you then set about getting element two, which is evidence. So evidence of your work, evidence that you can indeed do what you're saying you want to do. So um, like through my branding box, I teach you how to write case studies of past work and how you've taken uh, a client or, you know, a project from point A to point B, C, D and beyond. Mm -hmm. Element three, social proof. So we all know, you know, we need other people singing our praises for us right. saying, you know, we've worked with you. Um, we've used your products. We've used your methodologies and they worked. Um, and here's here's why. Number four, uh, thought leadership content. So that's taking the solution that you're offering to that audience that you've identified and creating content around it. So I know you've encouraged your community members to start blogs and to get on Twitter. And mm-hmm. that's very important because once their audience or customer sees them as the solution to their problem, it becomes a much easier sell. And then 
Number five, once you've got your thought leadership content, at least the ideas. So, you know, how to build your brand as a photographer could be something for you. Mm -hmm. Um, You take that content or those pieces of content, those ideas for content, those topics, and you have to broadcast them, which is element five. You need broadcasting channels. And typically, I recommend people use public speaking And I would even consider this podcast to be, you know, public speaking whenever Mm -hmm. you're reaching multiple people at one time with the same message. Mm -hmm. So public speaking, social media, um, that includes your blog, your Twitter, your Instagram, obviously for photographers, and then also mainstream media. So what photo journals could you get into? What about your local press? You know, could they cover you and what you're doing? What blogs might feature your work or feature your business? Because you've got to get the word out. Like you said, it's not enough to do great work and be creative and be amazing at it. You've got to get the word out about what you're doing so you can impact more people and get in front of more people to keep growing your business. That's awesome. Now, you, I, I think you said that you did, you work with a photographer have you seen them actually go through this five-step process? I mean, I don't know what stage you are with these clients, but but maybe you give us some ideas of how this has actually worked for a photographer. Oh, actually, yes. And there, there's a photographer on my website. So when I said I work with a photographer, I meant I work with a photographer and she takes my pictures. But oh. <laughs> actually, no, 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 this is great. She actually is. She bought the branding, but that's how we met. Okay. She bought the branding box and she's one of my testimonials on my website. Her name is Natasha Wright. And um, she used the branding box to help her, you know, talk about what she does get her case studies and testimonials, but then also she used it to help her get speaking engagements because there are some email pitch templates in the box mm-hmm. that you can kind of, you know, use those to format a message to either um, a conference planner or a, an editor in the media to get, to get a, um, a media story. So she used it to get several speaking engagements as well as a recurring column in a very popular DC blog. Okay. So she used it to get exposure mm-hmm. um, for herself and really help her get the word out about who she is, what she does and what she's all about. So yes, um, nice. photographers have used it. <laughs> and I talk to her. So please reach out if you, you know, you want to take some pictures. I'm all for it. Awesome. <laughs> So I guess this five-step process you've outlined, and it, it's one that we do in this order, right? So we, we yes, okay, it okay. has to be in that order. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be, and you know, Limper, I really, um, I really identified and and kind of got clear on the five elements, and it, 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 they came from you know a decade working in PR, so they weren't yeah. really things that just I was like, oh, just do this and do that. I really stopped to think about what are the things that I tell everybody to do? Right. You know, like after doing the sessions like you and I did, Mm -hmm. what are the things that I always, what, you know, if I were to say, what's my very, very best advice, which is essentially what the branding box is, it is a compilation of my very best advice, like what I consider to be the process to take people through. Mm -hmm. But I realized that I always start with the message. You know, and there's a whole process for finding the message and getting clear on exactly who you are and who you serve. And then I, you know, if they don't have the case studies or the evidence, I always encourage that the social proof, 
the thought leadership content because that's what gets people to your website, that thought leadership content. And then the broadcasting. And I mean, even when people call me and say, why am I not getting traction? Why aren't people you know, calling me or hiring me? All I have to do really is look at their website or look at whatever marketing material they're sending out or using. And I can identify that one of those steps is missing. Right, right. It's more than one. But but I have found that if you have all five of those steps working um, in 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 harmony, Mm -hmm. I mean, you're good. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Wow, thank you. I feel like we just got a mini coaching session here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, and this is good. And I, I, I hope that it gets other people as excited as, as it did for me. Now, you, you, you talked a lot about the branding box. So I know we're going to be wrapping up soon. But so just tell us where we can find you. And if someone wants to follow along, I know you also have your own podcast as well, where you explore some of these kinds of issues and topics. Yes. So they can find everything they want to know about me on my website, which is AmandaMillerLittleJohn.com. Again, AmandaMillerLittleJohn.com. There you can find information about my podcast, Package Your Genius, as well as the product that I mentioned, the branding box, which can help you build a powerful and profitable personal brand in about 90 days or so. Um, I also have a group personal branding mastermind. We are starting our next cohort in September of 2016. And you can find out about that at PackageYourGeniusAcademy.com. And there's also information right on my um, my personal website, AmandaMillerLittleJohn.com. But all roads lead to AmandaMillerLittleJohn.com. You can find everything there. It's all there. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so Thank much you, for, for sharing your genius with us. Absolutely. If your pictures aren't turning out the way you want, an easy solution might be just around the corner. Now, I taught thousands of photographers doing my popular photo tours around Washington, D.C., New Orleans, and New York City. And doing more than 600 workshops, I noticed there were 12 mistakes most photographers were making with their images. Now, if you want to know what they are and how you might measure up, you can check this Dirty Dozen list And see what's keeping you from taking your best pictures, creating your meaningful art, and making your ultimate impact. Go to 12photomistakes.com. There I have a free ebook and a free audiobook for those of us who prefer listening rather than reading. And you can download both and listen to them or read the 12 mistakes and see where you might be measuring up. That's 12photomistakes.com to see how you are doing and how you're measuring up against 12 of the most common mistakes photographers make. Go get it now. Well, thanks for sticking around for another episode. I hope that was helpful for you. And I hope you enjoyed our time with Amanda. You can find her online at Amanda, Amanda Miller, little John, Amanda Miller, little John.com. And I've got some links to both her website and the branding box on the show notes page for episode 73. You can just search for Amanda 
uh, in the search box, though, and she should come right up with this episode. So check her out. She's got a great podcast where she also interviews some really inspiring people, and it's uh, really well done. I think you'll like it. Now, if you enjoy what we do here, I'm going to ask you to do a couple things. One, share it with a friend, and you can invite them along by just sending them to shutterboglife.com. And there's a start here page, and it's always a great place for you to start. If you are here for the first time, I'm going to formally invite you to join our community. And the best way to do that is to go to shutterboglife.com forward slash subscribe. And uh, then you can make sure when these podcast episodes and other um, other helpful photography-related tips and uh and interviews and all kinds of things we create, make sure that you don't ever miss one of them. So uh, be sure to do that. If you listen on iTunes, you can subscribe there and of course leave a review because that's always helpful as we try and invite more people to share this journey with us. All right. Now, if you are in the Washington DC area New York City area, we've got a meetup and we get together and we shoot and share. It's a friendly group of photographers in this community. You'll love us if you're ever in town, just come on out. If you're there already, then you've got no excuse. Come shoot with us. If you are in learning mode, I also teach in both of those cities. As a matter of fact, this weekend, I'm going to be teaching a street photography workshop in Washington, D.C., did the similar one in New York City. And then coming up this fall, I've got the full weekend workshop in New Orleans. And this is one where we get to do a whole bunch of fun stuff. If you want to get an idea what that looks like, go to phototourneworleans.com forward slash best, and you'll see what the April crew came up with. It's a fun video. You should check it out. All right. That's it for us this weekend. Thank you again so much for being a part of the Shutterbug Life Whatever you do this weekend, whatever you shoot, enjoy your shutterbug life. Take care.